All right. Uh, good evening, brothers. Um, so we have another talk um, concerning the matter of building up the church, more specifically our, your local church. Now, I'm not an expert. I'm not Witness Lee. Um, <clears throat> I mean, to say the very least. However, uh, over the years, the Lord has given me uh, a few opportunities to learn uh, this matter of building up the church. The first was uh, uh, back in the 70s, if you can believe it, I was in my mid-20s, about the age of someone who just came out of FTTA today. This youngster actually right the year after I got married, just barely. I have a job. I had just graduated with my architectural degree from USC, a master's degree. I landed on my first job. I have, uh, of course, prior to that, I was, uh, of course, several years in Los Angeles with uh, Brother Lee in Eldon Hall. And then uh, also a couple of years there in Huntington Beach. Some of you may know that town. And um, uh, with Brother Dick Taylor and Don Martin and some of those brothers, and uh, as a as a young brother coordinating with the young pe- not young people, the ca- young people campus and all that kind of stuff, and then suddenly Brother Lee uh, wanted to establish what he called the outposts. These outposts, which is a predecessor of a small church in five localities in uh, in Orange County, and. Costa Mesa, the town next to Huntington Beach, was one of them. And somehow <clears throat> I got that lot, right? So I moved with a uh, really literally a small number of saints, a few couples and some students going to a college there called Orange Coast College. Turns out that college was a feeder college for Berkeley, if, if you can believe me, at least in those days. I don't know nowadays. And uh, for me, it's sort of a glorified high school filled with surfers and, you know, people like that, young people like that. And so we were there, and of the five localities, we are the kind of the last of the five, you know, in terms of uh, the place and the, and the um, popularity. So, but we went there, and that was my first experience uh taking some lead in building up a church. What did I know? Almost nothing. I was just so young. and uh, But uh, after a year or two, the number grew, more than doubled. Um, <clears throat> and uh, um, the next two years, I should say. And it became, I wouldn't say it was a model church, but it became a very, very living and vital church, bearing fruit, practicing shepherding, house to house, day by day, though no meeting hall. Uh, you know, when we meet near a place, we go to the women's club down by the beach there, and so on. And um, that was my first learning. And um, today, I will tell you, out of that church life, many saints today are key pillars in the Lord's recovery. And I don't say that like light way. I say that soberly and carefully. Um, <clears throat> people that were raised up and gained 
in those days. And I just, I was working and I just took off one year on my own without pay to go full time, just all by myself. And that's about it. And so even though I had a job. The second experience was when Brother Lee transferred me uh, to Anaheim. <clears throat> and this would be in the 80s, the 80s. And sorry to say the 80s was a hard decade. And those were difficult years. But I was thrusted in that situation in this key primary church called Anaheim, where Brother Lee was, to take the lead. Um, and uh, um, some of the people there you may know, there's a brother named Gottfried Atute. He's no longer with us for many years. And uh, El Nock, uh, some of these brothers you may know. And... Um, and I was taking the main lead, uh, both the English and Chinese side. I was just, uh, at that time, in my mid-30s, early to mid-30s. What did I know in such an uh, important church? So a lot of, on my side, a lot of mistakes were made. And, uh, and what I learned in those years were the negative side of things negative side. I mean, I didn't learn so much on the positive side, but the negative side. Eventually, the big rebellion rebellion of the 80s had, uh, you know, Anaheim as the center. Today, I can write a book. I haven't done it yet. I can write a book about those years. <clears throat> you can only imagine how difficult it was uh, with the key, one of the main leaders of that rebellion uh, being the main elder of the church I can say a lot but anyway still I learned a lot uh, and then of course eventually I moved to Irvine in the early 90s um, through fellowship and eventually the co-workers uh, blessing and, and sending to come go there and that would be really my uh, you know with Kind of one positive experience, one negative experience, um, in one small little church and one big established church, um, uh, to really, uh, have my third experience in building up something there, hands on, rolling up my sleeve. And so, and that, that was the church in Irvine when started out with a situation that was total devastation because all the major churches in uh, Orange County were were uh, affected by that rebellion. Now, you all, many of you older ones in um, Bay Area, passed through certain things, right, uh, uh, during that period. So, uh, and you know how rebuilding work is uh, sometimes more difficult than starting with a clean slate. And that's what we had in Irvine. We have a beautiful big meeting hall, um, and uh, but the numbers were down to like very small number, and the eldership was just basically imploded. And there's hardly any church life there. So that was a situation I would enter in. And uh, just long story short, by the Lord's mercy, 
we turned that situation around and we, with a group of very dedicated brothers, I have to give the credit really to the brothers, um, in one accord, uh, we built up something. I still would not call that some model, but uh, it was something by the Lord's mercy, the church in Irvine until today. And um, in terms of number, in terms of its, uh, you know, the quality of the church life, there's still, you know, a lot of needs and 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 uh, and uh, blemishes. But um, I would like to say that experience was uh, overall uh, a very very uh, rewarding one <clears throat> for me. And uh, but all the time, even with that, uh, and, and and that experience of, uh, of Irvine was very much under Brother Lee's charge in the mid nineties and late nineties. You know that period of time before he died to build up a model. He said, if I have time, I don't have to take care of so many things. And if I'm younger, like you, I will go away somewhere and build up a model. And that stuck with me. And that's one of the reasons why I went to Irvine. <clears throat> By then, I was in my uh, 40s, early to mid-40s. And so that was my third cut in a practical, hands-on building up the church life in all the aspects, you know, from college, young people, children, services, eldership, um, business, you, you know what I mean, the whole, whole, the whole works. And, uh, and, and some today, even here, maybe from the, from Irvine. Um, so, um, now, uh, I don't say all this to tell my street credentials. I, I just share this with you to tell you, I don't come from a just uh, just from some points and some outlines or some you know what I mean some revelation. No, I, I have at least some measure, maybe a small one, a measure of experiences in diverse size churches and in uh, a diverse age myself over about three decades of time. And so when I first came to uh, the Bay Area, uh, you know, back in five years, six years ago, uh, within me, it was never just to, uh, you know, kind of come and give some messages or have some conferences or, or even have some training, so-called. My burden is always, how can we build up a model in the Bay Area, collectively speaking, of course, we need to build up each and every local church in order to build up the body or build up a cluster of churches. But I'm telling you, that's always in the back of my mind. That was my burden. So here we are five years later with all the trainings and this, that, and the other. I think uh, it's time, brothers, we need to get on to this very practical business, if you will, that is to build up the local churches for the building up of the Lord's body. And an entire region is very important. Now, back to the matter of region, if I may say something more, uh, in those, uh, slowly in those three decades that I just described in Southern California, uh, more or less eventually the work in Southern California was uh, 
in a practical sense, fell under my hands, under Brother Lee over time. There are many co-workers, many things carrying on. I'm saying that uh, initially it was the Chinese-speaking work. Some of you know about that back in the early 80s. But eventually it was not just the Chinese-speaking work, but all the different situation, even until today. Um, you know, the brothers, the saints uh, look to me somewhat for as far as Southern Cal. And, but I must tell you that, shamefully speaking, I have not uh, devoted the adequate time and energy to the Southern California as a region. It has right now six, 7,000 saints, you know, on Lord's Day, 6,000 saints on Lord's Day, and on, on paper even more, uh, you know, uh, how many churches there are, uh, 50, some churches, whatever. In terms of growth, in terms of the number of churches increase, uh, we have not that much to write home about, to, to, to tell you the truth. That's why I say I'm shameful. And I have really not, because of the all the needs all over the place, I have not been able to kind of focus and dedicate uh, my time. Um, uh, nowadays, I'm gaining more and more burden for uh, for uh, for Southern California, <clears throat> the church in Southern California. Meanwhile, the Lord, you know, opened the door for Northern California, right, the last five years. And so I have the and sort of the uh, a very blessed uh, opportunity, privilege opportunity to labor with you brothers uh, for for that region, if I may. And uh, there's something about building up a region or cluster of churches um, because today we're simply in the age of blending. I just told uh, uh, some of the brothers this just this uh uh, yesterday morning, Lord's Day, and then Saturday night, uh, the churches in the South Bay, LA South Bay, in Long Beach, Cerritos, uh, Torrance, that clustered of about six or seven churches, invited me to have a conference with the saints. So, um, if you will, you can get the link and watch. I spoke two quite anointed messages on Noah, reflecting on Noah, the days of Noah to study his person, to study his um, 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 uh, work, to study his um, uh, accomplishment, you know, this man, Um, and uh, even to study his reward, to apply that to ourselves today, because we certainly are in the days of nowhere now. You know, not technically, technically it's the days of the so shall the day of the Son of Man be. That means really right before the Lord comes at the time of the Great Tribulation, his Perusia. So technically we're not in the days of Noah, but we all know the birth pangs have begun and uh, we're sliding into those days and those days actually have begun. Um, you can uh, watch that. Um, uh, very, very applicable to our our church life today. Um, <clears throat> talk about building the church life. We're today actually building the ark. The ark is our today's church life. 
which will save us into the next age, into the kingdom. Uh, what we build will eventually save us. <clears throat> That's why Paul says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. All right. So my point is this, uh, uh, saints, the building up of the churches in uh, the Bay Area is just the main thing on my heart now. I think we have all the word, all the vision, all the even certain trainings and help. Now it's the time to really build, brothers. Now it's the time to really build. Otherwise, we'll still be talking, talking, aspiring or whatever. Um, now, um, let me just say this first. In building up the, the, the a local church, um, you know, we often look, you know, just like in anything, we always look for, you know, to get some self-help book or, or some some kind of how-to or uh, church life for dummies, right? Or some something to you. you I just go to Barnes and Noble and find that book, and goodness, the formula is there, the recipe is there, you know, um, the uh, prescription is all there. I do ABC, check the boxes, boom, done, right? Except from my learning, the church life doesn't happen that way. There's no formula. There's no recipe. There's a lot of patterns. There's a lot of uh, um, teachings in the word, but there's no magic bullet. So don't even look for that. Look for that. Then you say, well, then, then that means there's no way. Well, it doesn't mean that. There is a way. You know what Brother Lee called God-ordained way or new way or the scriptural way. It, there's a way, but that way is not quite a technique or a formula because when you think formula, it makes it so easy. You know, you've got the, got the secret or the key, then you can go do it. Anyone can go do it. No. In the work, spiritual work of the Lord, it's what is mainly needed is not even just the skill set. What is needed is really the person, the person, the builder, the the, the, the workers. So in, in building the tabernacle, there's much is mentioned about the names of those builders, uh, the people who work on the metal work, the people who work on the um, the uh, the um, uh, 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 fabric, the people who work on the wood, the people who work on, you know, um, these are people with skills and wisdom to build, to help Moses build that tabernacle. Uh, so so they are that kind of person. They are, they, 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 they are the right person to handle that aspect of the tabernacle. So today, it's less about uh, 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 some, some, some secret sauce, you know, it is more about the person and the learning of that person that is brought to the job. You see, uh, that's my learn. That's my experience in these decades of learning. And um, um, so, uh, but brothers, I look today still, no matter what, amongst us in the churches in the Bay Area and in North Cal, we have many, many good brothers and saints, really. Uh, sometimes we're a little too hard on ourselves. Oh, we're bad. We're, we're no good. We don't have people in Northern California. Uh, the brothers here aren't match up to what, what, what. 
no, no, brothers. Uh, here's another thing I learned from Brother Lee. Work with what you've got. Brother Lee say, if you don't have uh, uh, bricks and mortar, you better get some cardboard. At least you can build a little hut. It's not like your mansion, but at least there's something over my head. That's Brother Lee. You give him some cardboard, Brother Lee will still build a little house for you. That's Brother Lee. I learned that from Brother Lee. So don't expect the day your church will be filled with all FTTA grads. Everyone is burning and vital. You wait for that day. That day probably won't come. Work with what you have. Work with what you have. Then, uh, then you say, well, if it's not technique, it's not formula, then what is it that will build up a church? Well, of course, number one, you need a clear vision. Am I right? You need a, you need a, a blueprint, right? And really speaking, brothers, we have the blueprint. Who, which one of us can say today still, we don't know, we don't know. The blueprint has been given to us and it's in the books and, 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 and so we, we cannot say we don't have a way to go. Um, but how to translate those blueprint into a three-dimensional uh, reality is the tough, that's the tough thing, right? Blueprint is one thing. How do you translate into a real-life house or, or, or residence uh, that you can actually live in? That's, that's what is uh, challenging and, and actually difficult. Well, then you say, well, what do you need? Uh, well, I, I like to say this uh, again from my learning. Sure, some of us have more gift than others. Some of us have more capacity than others, more ways, this and that. Yes, there is there's that. There is that. But in the end, again, learning from Brother Lee, we're not going to all be the same. This little church with these brothers will be built up in this way. This bigger church with this group of brothers will be built up in that way. We should not compare, much less compete. All right, brothers? Don't, don't, don't do that. Just build up what the Lord has assigned to you with the materials that is um, available to you and the climate and the uh, locale where you are and the constituency of the saints, you work with that. Now, it's not perfect. It's far from perfect. The the grass is always greener on the other side. It's always greener on the other side, and you can dream and, and wait, and it won't come. So just start with what you have, all right? Start with what you have. We're talking about building a Zion, in Jerusalem. Well, you have a Jerusalem, a small one. You have a little Zion, or at least potential Zion, a number of saints. Work with that. Work with that. In, except for Anaheim, in both cases, there's almost not much left. You know, in Costa Mesa, it's so small. You know, and in the case of Irvine, it's so devastated. It is you work with what you have and you build it up into something. It's like building up a business. Now, um, 
I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, my my daughter who is quarantining with me. We have three generation quarantine going on for these months. So because of just time and all that, so uh, she uh, planted a garden, you know, and using these clay pots and uh, planted a garden. To my knowledge, she is, has no, he's not a horticulture specialist and it's just a mom. She, 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 she have a law degree and, you know, she, whether she has a green thumb, I'm not sure. But you know what? I'd like to tell you every day I go out there and watch him in the morning, in the evening, pulling out the weeds, putting it in whatever, whatever she's putting in watering, you know, we want to put, grow some vine climbing on something, then you string it and tape it, whatever. I, I don't know any of these things. My, every day I go out there, every day I go there. Now I look at, oh, the green beans are coming up. The tomatoes are coming out. Squash is over there. Those cilantro is over here. I said, wow, where did you learn this? Well, he probably watched a few YouTubes. I don't know. But but what's my point? My point is there's a heart. There's a heart. I mean, you may not even have the right color thumb, but you have a heart. You have a kind of dedication. Uh, you have a love for for growing something. And then, number one, uh, 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 or, or in our spiritual term, you got a burden. Am I right? And then, not only that, then, then on the other side of uh, a skill, you, you go pick up something here, pick up something there, you learn some here, you learn some there, and basically you learn by doing. You know, how come these keep staying brown? So you, you try to figure that one out. Maybe too little water or maybe too much water. Right, so you figure that one out, and then you you basically learn by experience, by doing, by doing, you know, and then gradually. And I tell you, brothers, building up a church is like cultivating a garden. Actually, the garden is the picture in song songs, right? <clears throat> uh, the church life, and the main thing is not. You got the smartest gardener. You got the best whatever um, a horticulturist. It's not that. It's someone with a heart, and would tend to this little something, this little garden, and just by virtue of this person doing that, something grows. Now, it, in the hands of an expert, it might have even grown better, most likely, but. Something is growing. It, it's it's marvelous, and I'm I'm, and and soon. And she said we we start have to harvest some of these uh, these uh, vegetable because if we don't eat it, it will it will it will you know what I mean. It will uh, uh, wither or whatever it is. So so we're now starting to eat these uh, blueberries. I have now uh, breakfast blueberries from the garden. Very very sweet. Well, well uh, brothers, I don't care what plot of land you have. I don't care uh, 
what saints you have. You have some seeds there. You have some soil there. You have some water there. You have some, you know, we have uh, uh, the rain. We have the sun. We have Christ. We have the spirit. We have the word. We have all these things. Brothers, if someone would just go to work with a burden, even you don't have such a green thumb, you just go day and night, day and night. That's what I learned. Just day and night, you just work and work and work with the vision. Of course, we don't we don't do crazy things, um, but a lot are just learning by doing. How to shepherd people? Well, you learn, but if you have a heart, something will happen to these people. Even you make a mistake or two. How do you gain people? Well, you go do it. How do you take a campus? You go do it. How do you raise up children, work? You go do it. Uh, you know, now even with the COVID days, we're still baptizing people in a social distancing way, you know, of our children coming up, sixth graders. We're still baptizing them and welcome them, them as brothers and sisters in the church life. Brothers, um, <clears throat> um, brothers, that, that that's all I can tell you. You say, if you are in these meetings hoping for a, a a formula. I have no formula to offer. Notwithstanding uh, 30, 40 years, I have no formula to offer. I just say, brothers, work with what you have. Be burdened, be focused, and go labor and learn with a heart a full of love, right? With a with a spirit full of burden. And uh, uh, you, you just go to work. Take the God-ordained way. Take, take all these things that we have picked up. Uh, in the end, it's not even, oh, beget, nourish, what, what, what. It's not even just that. Those are principles. You just take those principles and begin to apply them. And soon, those principles will come alive for you. And if you will be practicing that like this in your church. I'll be practicing that in a slightly different way. Don't try to make it all identical and all one look. No need. No need. You just work with what you have. And uh, um, so, brothers, I, I am at this point. I think the future of the Bay Area lies in this. Um, and that is two, three hundred brothers. Uh, I believe there are other saints, right? Um, and then sisters, especially, um, in this Zion way that I've been talking about from center to circumference. I can tell you at least this is one thing, regardless of which, which decade is still the principle from center to circumference. Work with those that are burdened, that share the vision, that are burdened, uh, that are given, and just um, uh, uh, labor with them in a in a my even sometimes daily way. Uh, um, just uh, just work, and you will build up a group of saints that are just the Zion. They are the pillars of the church. They, 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 they are the catalyst. You know the word? They are the catalyst. They make things happen. 
They have, they become leaders in a small group. They are uh, they are vital people. They uh, they they function on Lord's Day and and so on. They are the faithful ones. You work with them. You build them up. Uh, you give them the feeling that they are all one team, you know, serving one cause. And 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 you yourself take the lead, of course, as a pattern to do that. So um, no need to, you know, have big dreams or big this, just work. If in a church you have um, 20%, 25%, one-third of your church that are like this, a lot will happen. If only this one-third would bear remaining fruit, the church is increase ratio will just go up like this as a matter of normality, normality. Um, so Brother Lee say, don't, don't come to me and say, complain. Well, I'm in a, I have bad soil, I bad seeds and what, bad rain or bad sun or something bad. And so things are not happening. Brother Lee say, you know, maybe one day the Lord says, get away from me. You know, I, 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 well, I, I've given you what you need. You, you, you just need to apply discipline and, 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 uh, and faithfulness. And, uh, so I, I would like to see, especially the younger brothers, those of you who are in your, uh, even 20s, right, 30s, 40s, uh, 50s, that you would all learn to take this way. I learned this way from Brother Witness Lee. And that's the only way I know how to to build up a church. Um, and, of course, there are a lot of things. And the more the church grows, the bigger the number, the more complicated it becomes, the more problems there are. Uh, and I learned from Brother Lee. You know, he said, more problem, more blessing. Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, that's a positive shot. So so you take the problems and turn it around into blessing. You see, brothers, you would not let anything, anything become an obstacle. You will not blame and complain about anything. That doesn't mean we trust ourselves. That means what? That means we have Again, learning from Brother Lee, just a head of a flint, a flint head. Just we just keep plowing on, um, <clears throat> not in a mindless way, right? In a in a learning way. Um, um, <clears throat> you know, I was speaking on uh, on uh, on um, um, Noah, <laughs> Noah. Building that ark, hundred years. It took him a hundred years to build that thing. And uh, gopher, gopher wood, pitch, uh, one window, three stories. You know, cubits here, cubits there, and and uh, <clears throat> everything as Jehovah has commanded him, he did. And then. Um, it says Noah <clears throat> that worked so faithfully for a hundred years, 
and it says he was uh, the only righteous, the one and only righteous person on the earth at that time. Uh, it says he was uh, basically blameless, and uh, and and he walked with God, right, like his great granddaddy Enoch, um, and um, and he built, and he built as an anti testimony to that age. <clears throat> And uh, but one thing Brother Lee said, and that was actually one of the main um, verse there. It says, and Noah found favor in the eyes of Jehovah. That word favor in Hebrew is actually the word grace. Found grace in the eyes of God. And that is the first mentioning of grace in the Old Testament, entire Old Testament. He found grace in the sight of God. <clears throat> and Brother Lee had this to say. He said, you think Noah by himself is righteous? You think Noah by himself is blameless? You think Noah by himself is faithful? Um, even you think Noah by himself can walk with God? For those hundreds of years, he's in no way. He found grace. Grace was working to cause him to do what humanly no one can do. As the Apostle Paul said, I work more abundantly. You know, I labor more abundantly than all the apostles. But yet not I, but the grace of God that is with me. So Paul also did so much, attained so much, not because he could do it, but because he found grace. In Hebrews 4, let us come to the throne of grace to find grace and receive mercy in timely need. So brothers, you know, Paul says, I commit you all elders to the word of his grace. You know, I commit all of us to the Lord's grace and take this grace and labor more abundantly. Something will happen in your church. And I uh, want to say one more thing, and that is have faith. The work is called the work of faith. Don't, not by sight, but by faith. Don't look at your small congregation, okay? Don't look at like this. Uh, no. Believe. Have faith in the Lord. That the Lord, out of this dry ground, will come up with a shoot. Um, resurrection life. So, trust in that, brothers, and labor in resurrection. And just work hard. Just That's all I know. Just work hard. And uh, now, let me take a turn now. Um, then, um, what are, I started to touch last time, what are the things we do nowadays? Well, uh, I still say, really, to build up the church, and I'm not just talking about children, young people, whatever, th- those things we can talk about, you know, all the different aspects of the 
church, right? But I'm saying principally, it's really two things, two things. To build up the church actually is to build up the people of the church. The church is not some nebulous church thing, right? The church are the people, the saints. So to build up the church really means to build up the saints. That That's what it is. And the saints are one at a time. You know, you have a family, of course. You have this and that. You have couples. But basically, you build up people one at a time. And that's another thing I learned from Brother Lee. And I practice this. No matter it's a huge, big church or tiny little small group, a man at a time. You know, Paul says, each man, I teach each man, I exhort each man, I present each man. That's a slow work, brothers. Let me tell you, that is a time-consuming slow work, but that is the most rewarding and effective work. So work on the saints, build them up, help them to grow, bring them into service. All of this, perfect them one at a time. And the one at a time means you do a careful job. You do a thorough job. You do a detailed work. Look at the tabernacle. Everything is in tremendous detail. God is in the details, brothers. You just don't go and kind of wave the wand and something happened. No, pay attention to the detail. That means each and every saint. And you have only capacity to cover so many. Right? To run a meeting, to make an announcement, that's easy. I'm talking about working, laboring on one plant to grow them in God's farm. I'm talking about laboring on one piece of stone to shape them, to, 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 uh, uh, um, uh, sculpt them into a usable piece of building material. That takes time. That takes patience. That takes a lot of endurance. But we don't have time for that. We have to, we just do the general routine thing. And uh, brothers, uh, brothers, that's not the way. You got to have a change. Work on the people, one at a time, few at a time. And you raise up these ones that you work on so that they can work on others that then become your extension. You see, center to circumference. If you can raise up a person in a few years, you're doing a good job. Or several in a few years to become useful, uh, migratable. You understand what I'm saying? Contributors to the Lord's recovery wherever they go. I tell you, you are really doing the right thing. All right. So um, what are we building in terms of building up persons, people, members of the Lord's body? I would say basically it's just two things. Number one, build up their lives, their daily lives, their spiritual life. You, You follow me. Because without a life with the Lord, it won't last. You can push this person to serve, and it's not sustainable. You need to build up their life. 
their contact with the Lord, their hidden life with the Lord, their dealings with the Lord, uh, dealing with the world, dealing with sin, dealing with, you understand what I mean. You need to help them in their practical life, including their marriage, including their home life. So all the different aspects to just build up one person, just one person. You need to study and know what their gift is or what their uh, capacity is, you, what their shortcomings are. And so then you know how to help this person to grow. Um, so um, uh, you, without the backbone of a solid Christian life, it's hollow. Yeah, this person will collapse one day um, because there's no life. Uh, he, he doesn't live a certain life to support him, you see. Um, so you to help them to have personal relationship with the Lord. You to help them to have a prayer life nowadays, to build up a prayer life. Um, you know, these, uh, any, have you signed up for beseeching.org yet? Sorry, I'm checking. Uh, you know, I, I hope you have. And to, today, uh, 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 Monday, right? We begin the first day to pray that the saints would have the heart of God. Am I right? Uh, and so on and so forth. And brothers, uh, uh, to build up someone's prayer, it takes time. You know, uh, the Lord covers me to say this. I, I, I push this whole prayer burden all over the globe and these, these 60 days and these websites. Uh, um, you know, how long these things will last, I do not know. But I hope that at least it helped a good number of saints to become serious intercessors now and would be on their way. If I can help some of that, I'll be very, very happy. So it's not over. And you need to, you know, sorry to say, you need to keep up on on like this, like whether you're building a house or planting a garden, you have to keep doing this, keep doing this until something begins to take shape or happen on its own. And that is the work. That is the work that we're doing. You have watched how I labor among you in Northern California, right? Five, six years. Brothers, that's, I've been doing just that. You know, that's why today I, well, not now, I don't know. I'm this uh, super member of Southwest Airlines. You know, I, I forget how many trips I made. How many, <laughs> I, I think I can walk through San Jose Airport blindfolded now, you know. That's the only way, brothers. That's the only way. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work so well. You just keep at it. You just because you care for this garden. You 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 want to. You love this house. You you won't let it go. Right. That's the way. That's the spirit attitude. All right. So pay attention to the saint's life. Whether it's new believers meeting, whether it's home visits, whether it's small group, pay attention to help the saints build up their life in the Lord. <clears throat> so they become living members, living members. The second thing is to build up their service. Build up their service, their work, 
in the church. So you have these two parables, right? The the virgins and the slaves. You can never get away from those two things. To build up a person is to build up their life with the Lord, their virgin life, and to build up their what? Build up their service as a slave. So you need to help them, lead them, guide them into service, give them opportunity. Um, uh, and when they uh, did something bad, you 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 don't um, uh, throw them out. You 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 encourage them. You try to adjust them. You um, you watch them grow. You you watch what they are good at. Then you place them in those services. You you, you to, to learn more. And you tell them sometimes even. I have to tell some brothers, brothers, your your prophecy this morning, you know, in the prophesy meeting was good, good, but in that one sentence, you you were really off. You 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 shouldn't have said that that because that is not the truth. That is not according to the Bible. That's just you. Oh, I tell you, it's in this way that I build up the brothers. Do you see? You know. <clears throat> It's not all, I, I, many times I'm the bad guy, you know, I'm, I'm like, like always, uh, not happy, kind of like a perfectionist. Actually, it's my burden for this. Yes, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a, I, I, I perfect, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we all should be perfectionists, right? To perfect the saints, uh, to, to do the work of the ministry. And so, uh, brothers, um, um, uh, this is the other side. This other side. And whether it is in the service, you know, the main thing, brothers, I say, is to the service is to take care of people. Uh, even we take care of meetings in order to take care of people. See? Not the other way around. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so... Um, 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 help them to preach the gospel, to 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 care for people, to care for new beginners, new and I mean new believers. Uh, help them to take them on, take them, uh, lead them to baptism, and this, that, and the other, and and uh, uh, and and uh, help them to perfect others themselves, and uh, um, so on. So, uh, brothers, you, you do this, you do this, right? Now, um, the third thing I would like to mention, I think actually these things, if you would take it, brothers, it, it, it could change everything. I don't consider these formulas. I consider these are the principled ways to, to work to build up a local church. Of course, uh, I spend much time to build up the eldership, you know, let's say in Irvine, build up an eldership. Um, Now, today, our eldership is second, third generation from the first. But we perpetuate a certain standard and quality of that eldership. I'm still, when I have time, go, go talk to them. And, and brothers, uh, in a way, this work is endless. You know, even if your son is 70 years old, they're still your son. 
you, you still have to keep helping them to go on. That's the right uh, spirit. <clears throat> now, I'd like to get into this. Uh, I would say today, the main thing, I, I don't know what I mentioned it last time, the main thing today we need is to vitalize the churches or revitalize the churches, the saints. And um, <clears throat> um, this is our, the key thing. Because when the saints are vital, things will happen. Things will happen. And so this is our greatest need. Then you say, how do you vitalize? Well, I, I don't know. You just go have to pray. You just need to pray for the vitalization of your your church. You you just have to pray. You yourself have to be first vitalized. Then you you vitalize the saints. You vitalize the meetings. You vitalize the morale. Am I right? Um, so that to me today is the key work the churches need. We all have the church ground. We have meeting halls. We have uh, all the things. Well, this, 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 um, this, um, um, BMW is, 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 is beautiful, but, but the tires are flat and there's no gas in the tank. What does it mean to have all these things so wonderful? I rather have to have a clunker, but that runs, you know what I mean? Some good tires on it and gas. It runs, it takes me somewhere. So um, the vitalization of the saints. And I actually believe many saints are vital in the Bay Area. Many saints are vital. I, I don't believe there's not. But we need more, another level of vitality. <clears throat> uh, so pray for that. Desperately pray for that. And and work with the saints on that. I feel nowadays with the matter of prayer, it is a tremendous way for us, for everyone to be vitalized by prayer. The calling is there, prayer reading is there, praying is there, um, all these things. So you use this to vitalize them. You should not just be happy, oh, uh, how many people signed up? I don't even know how many people are praying. I don't know. No, you should know. And you should make sure they, they keep doing it. Uh, and soon they will even become, get into a habit of vitality. Habit of vitality. Um, <clears throat> um, you know, when you're vital, everything works. Uh, I don't know, uh, the Chinese brothers from Taiwan here. <clears throat> so many years ago, I went, we went to Taiwan for a, one of those conferences, right? Uh, February Chinese international conferences many years ago. And, uh, a, a certain brother who is a very successful, uh, uh, Jacob, do you know, or TC, do you know, very successful, department store owner of one of the biggest chain of department store in, in, in Taiwan. So he would always host a banquet for all the visiting saints, you know, from America, from all that hundreds, 
I don't know if some of you have been to that. So, and uh, he's, he's a very successful businessman, but he loves the Lord. And he would preach the gospel to his employees. You know, over there in Taiwan, it's a little easier than here, right? <clears throat> and he, he would have uh, home meetings, uh, special home meetings, not home meetings, small group meetings, uh, for these employees and to preach the gospel to them. And, and he himself will be involved. He's the boss, you know, <laughs> he has a way to get people to listen to him, I think. Uh, but when I see that, I said, look, this person is super busy, you know, successful, but he's vital. His heart is for people. And, and many got saved through him and uh, brought into the church life. And, and brothers, so it's not <clears throat> your job, your background, your circumstance. It's how vital you are. When you're vital, you, you, those things would not stop you. Um, <clears throat> and you just have a heart for people, for the Lord, for the church. You, you just that way. I, so rich, poor, brother, sister, brothers, um, this, this should be the case. Now again, not every saint is like that. But how about 25%, 33% of your church is like that? That will be a big, big difference. Make a big difference. All right. Then the last thing I would like to say to your saints is uh, uh, besides this matter of prayer, to really, really build up this matter of prayer. Every saint, a person of prayer. They touch and know the prayer, <clears throat> what prayer really is. Um, the other thing that in this country, we need to build up is the gospel. Is the gospel. And um, <clears throat> we, our gospel spirit is, I don't mean we don't do anything, but I'm saying generally is not a, as dynamic and uh, powerful as it should be. And uh, look at these protesters out there. Crazy. I mean, they are really, really vital, huh? Do you agree with me? Protest. If you're not vital, you don't go on the street like that. They're very vital. And they are bent on convincing everybody with their movement, huh? their ideology, with the bullhorn, right, and whatever they do. We, we, we got a, a cause on the highest plane. We got the highest gospel. But, but no sign of us. You understand what I'm saying? No, no sign of us. We're not speaking out. We're not telling the world about our movement, huh? Our, our truth, uh, <clears throat> God's economy, uh, the full gospel of God. We, um, we, we have shrunk and we have become, uh, we, we still have an underground mentality in the recovery. When today people are searching and hungry for, the truth. 
BFA, I'd like to tell you, we are now going to put out a series of uh, videos so the saints can use them. And you know what I mean? We have some, but we're going to do a whole new series, some three minute long, some one minute long that you can just stick into your email. You can put it on your, post it on your social media uh, page, whatever. Um, The more we're doing that, the more I am burdened. My, we have the message. We have the message that everyone is looking for. They want justice. We've got it. You know, they want peace. We got it. They want to be free from anxiety. We got it. They want security. We got it. They want harmony. We got it. We got the whole gospel. That is Christ with the church. And, and, but we, we, we take, we, we, we don't talk about it. We feel shameful. We, <clears throat> you know, Paul in first, uh, second Timothy say, suffer with the gospel. Do not be ashamed of me, the Lord's prisoner. Suffer with the gospel. The gospel that is personified. That means Christ as the living gospel. The point is there is a suffering involved. There is a shame. There's a reproach involved when we are stand for the Lord. You know what I mean? So uh, I hope also the saints, you know, would really be more bold to speak the gospel and then not assume people will reject it. Some will. That verse, let me tell you, this verse yesterday comforted me to no end, to no end. I want to share that with you. Acts 2, uh, Peter spoke the gospel and, the, and the, you know, I was speaking about uh, uh, Noah and this is, you know, about, uh, uh, they say, brothers, what shall we do? They were convicted after Peter's message. He said, repent, be baptized. Um, uh, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then at the, uh, um, it's a promise to you and your children, da, 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 da. Uh, now he said this, and to all, to you and your children, those are the Jews, you know, the, the, the Jewish people. And to all who were far off, that's the Gentiles, right? Then he said this, I never pay attention to this. As many as the Lord our God, calls to himself. Verse 39. I said, that's it. Not everyone we preach this gospel will respond. Not everyone will receive it. But as many as the Lord our God calls, those that he has predestinated, those that he has marked out, as many, those that he will, he calls in time, as many as the Lord our God calls, they will receive this gift, this promise. Brothers, so let's go. But if we don't speak, they don't even have a chance. Just speak. Just speak. Some with a lot of patience. Some with many rounds. Just speak the gospel that we have. As many as only the Lord knows. As many as will turn to the Lord, will repent and and turn. Brothers, 
What's there to lose? Let, let's go. Let's go. Um, because here I was speaking on this passage because at the end, Peter said, be safe from this crooked generation. That was my theme. But I, I hit this verse and I got very, very comforted by the Lord and strengthened by the Lord. I will tell the saints, saints, just speak. There will be as many as, as many as, right? Most will reject, most will not obey the gospel. But as many as will, let us go, let us go. Um, now, uh, um, I feel this matter is probably the thing that I will spend more time in the coming days besides prayer. I want to start with the basics on this matter, and that is with the heart for man. The heart for man. God desires all men to be saved and to come to the full knowledge of the truth. We have to start there. Now, I know, you know, uh, many of you have now Zoom gospel meeting, this and that. I would say the more the better to help the saints, right? The more the better. Just try, just do different things because these events help the saints to contact people. And more than ever now, we should start just with our Jerusalem, our relatives, our um, family our neighbors, our colleagues, start with these warm doors. Uh, this is Brother Lee's teaching to us, and I fully believe that. Um, we all tell the saints, pray, be vital, and then come up with a list of these ones and start praying for them. Before you contact them, Start just start praying. Pray, pray one by one. These warm doors. The Lord will lead. Uh, still, most of the Christian church over the last 2,000 years, the people that are saved are word uh, uh, by word of mouth. That means people that have relationship, existing relationship. Uh, even 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 uh, Billy Graham. You know, even with Billy Graham, Billy Graham didn't go out to the streets and gather 250,000. It's the people that invited their friends to come sit in front of the TV or the stadium or whatever, most are still that kind of contact. That kind of contact. Not that many Philip and the eunuch. They are. They are. Trust me, they are. But most are relational. There's already an established relationship there that makes it the people open. You know, you know, human relationship works this way. When there is a genuine relationship, a lot of things can be taught. And the gospel is the same. Um, so Cornelius brought his friends, didn't he? All his friends. And they received the, even the baptism of the spirit, the gift of the spirit, the promise of the spirit. Uh, you know, Zacchaeus, am I right? The Lord, today I'm coming to your house. His folks, uh, the household salvation principle. Um, so tell the saints just to do that, right? Uh, we don't need to go out 
even to knock on doors. Nowadays, I don't dare to knock on doors. Even in Taipei, you cannot knock on doors anymore. Even all those high rises are gate guarded. So, but the relationship and our little Jerusalem is the place to start. Um, <clears throat> Let me end this way, you know, in terms of the gospel. Um, I was looking, thinking, how should we, how should we, um, I say, uh, maybe just, I'm just kind of saying this. I have not studied this, but we need to, one, take care of our own. So that's why children's work is important. Young people's work is important. That's actually gospel work. Talk about people as a, you know, an audience that is sitting there. That's it. So we need to really build up the family life, the parenting, the uh, children's work, the young people. This is huge. This is gospel work internal gospel work okay this is a chunk in terms of the gospel candidates don't think working on our own children is not preaching the gospel it is it is the second the collegiate work it has been proven the collegiate work to gain this young generation today many of this age group Many are on the streets, but actually that's just a handful. Most are still also, you know, influenced, disillusioned, kind of don't know where things are. They actually are open to the gospel. Even in these COVID days, we're still preaching the gospel on the campus. Um, <clears throat> um, and then the, the third group chunk is the community. Our friends, our relatives, our colleagues, and all of this. And just between these three, we have an abundant, abundant field of labor. Now, finally, I would like to say, now these are all things that can be developed. I'm just giving you a kind of a picture here. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Um, um, I'm sorry, I have a senile moment. I, I forgot uh, what, what was the point that I wanted, to, the last thing I wanted to say. Oh, here it is. Um, the last thing I'd like to say is now we have GTCA. Yeah. The, the focus is in the heartland of America and the uh, Bible Belt and Midwest and all that. And uh, some saints who have been around for a long time, maybe they're going on. Their next step is to move to these some of these places. Yeah. Oh, today we need some to move to Cincinnati. And if you can believe it, we need some to move to Minneapolis. Seriously. We need some to move to South Carolina, Columbia. 
We do. We do, brothers. And I believe some saints are ready to do that. And they need to do that to move on, to be useful. Um, Jacob told us they have a couple in Menlo, not Menlo Park. What are you, your place? Uh, um, what's, what's your place? Huh? I can't hear you. Okay. Wherever he is, uh, um, a couple burden for Pittsburgh. In fact, he got a job as a professor in, at Pitt, the University of Pittsburgh. And the wife is going to uh, get some job on campus. And, uh, they have been perfected to a certain degree. Now they're going to be sent over there. And, uh, I said, well, Maybe, uh, you in, uh, in, uh, Mountain View should adopt Pittsburgh organically to support the Lord's move. Not your whole church will go over there, but prayer, finance, hurt some persons. You just pick up. How about another cluster of churches in Northern Cal? Pick up Cincinnati. Oh my goodness. Oh, you even will send some saints to visit and send the money to support. They're raising up a team, little little Cincinnati with less than 40 people. Started with eight some years back, eight years ago, now 30-something people. They need, they're now starting a team. They need finances. Oh, what a way to participate in the Lord's move in the heartland. And uh, another one can pick up this. Oh, if, if Bay Area saints, churches will have this kind of heart, this will stir up, I tell you, many places in this whole country to do the same. <clears throat> so, brothers, I'm saying the avenue of the gospel for the Lord's increase and spread is abundant, are abundant. It really depends on us. Now, here's the final thing. I Now I remember. <laughs> I'm speaking too long. Way too long, sorry. That is this. There's some commonality between building up a prayer life and a gospel life. Guess what it is? Regularity. You know, the prayer, you need prayer hour. If you have the, don't have a prayer hour, you probably will not pray. But when there's a prayer hour, you were going to keep it and you build it into a habit. So the prayer life depends on a specific prayer time with some saints or by yourself. You hold on to that regardless of how you feel. You build that up. Gospel is the same. I'm going to say more about this. There's no magic. I tell you, if every week these saints, this group of saints in your church will just give one hour, one hour, that's all to start, or two hours. If you plan it, don't plan it, you won't find that hour. It's gone. But if you plan it, you'll always be there. And that hour or two, you just use it, dedicate it for the gospel, either on Zoom or, or, or by a call or prayer or something, either by yourself or with your spouse or with a uh, couple of companions, you just dedicate a day, uh, two, an hour or two every week in a definite time 
sanctified for the gospel work, for the outreach work. Um, and I forgot one more thing I always mention in terms of the care for people. I forgot, sorry. It's the wandering, wayward, backslidden saints. I just got an email. <clears throat> sorry, I take so long. I, I'm going to end here. I got an email of a sister who were with us back in the 70s in Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa, that's, that's. And then over the years just wandered. And now I found out some sisters found her and are caring for her, uh, even between two churches. Oh, now she is stirred up to to return. And she even uh, listened to my message in Memorial Day, you know. And uh, I was so, so happy. So, so happy. Brothers, people, people. My, if your whole church cares for people in this way, I tell you, the Lord will have a way. Okay.